0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. I am here today with a very special guest, Bazanji! What's up, my man? What's up, what's up? How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good, man. How are you? Welcome to the city. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, man. How you been?
1: been good, bro. Just working on music, having a good time. Uh, Yeah, I see
0: you're dropping a song every Friday. Yep, we've been doing that since
1: the first week of January.
0: That's insane.
1: And before that, too, like... The second half of 2020, I was dropping a song every two or three weeks. So, so it's not like a...
0: You're just dropping singles. Are you are you planning on just leaving those out as singles? Or are you going to like eventually just put those into an album?
1: So this is kind of my logic behind it. So I'm independent fully. Like I don't have management. I don't have a label. I don't have anything. So mm-hmm. I'm recording the music in my bedroom and I upload it to Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. I can tweet it out. I can post a picture on Instagram. But... The majority of my streams come from Spotify's algorithm cuz I have a fan base on Spotify. Like okay. you can have followers on Spotify.
0: How many streams are you getting like a month on Spotify? Uh,
1: right now it's like close to 7 million.
0: Oh damn, that's huge.
1: Yeah, so everything Th- has just big been time. growing, yeah. And congratulations on the that. The good part, appreciate that. The good part is I keep 100%, so it's like someone say you're getting uh you know 20% of the royalties. Mm-hmm. Think about how many streams you'd have to have a month just to make what you could make independently with less streams. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you look at it that way, but back to what I was saying about releasing a song a week. So with the Spotify algorithm, do you use Spotify? Yeah, I do. So they have like a release radar. I don't really use it because typically I have my own playlist or if I, you know, hear someone's album or something, I'll just save the album. I don't really go on the release radar. But if you follow someone on Spotify, apparently whenever they release a song, um, that Friday your release radar updates with um, like a playlist and their song will be on it. So if I dropped an album, they would only put one song on a release radar. Really? Yeah, but since I'm dropping okay. one song a week, every week that new song gets on a release radar. Super smart. Yeah, so being independent and you know not having play like big rap playlists uh, using my songs, um, you got to kind of play the game and figure out what your strengths are. So that's what I did. And okay. It's so, so the far. more
0: that you, so you're way more consistent than probably. 99% of any other artist. So by releasing every Friday, you get into that algorithm more and more and more. And you're, you're basically being rewarded for uploading more.
1: Well, I don't think it's necessarily rewarded. It's just every week. So if I dropped six songs on a Friday, like an album or a project or something, uh-huh. they would put one song on the release radar, and five of those songs might not ever reach my followers. So
0: you're saying it's not even worth doing, doing an album, really. But
1: if you're on a label typically you'll release like two or three singles or something, then release the album. Mm -hmm. When the album comes out, you know, three or four songs might get on this playlist that has 800,000 followers Two might get on rap caviar that has what? Like
0: millions, millions. like 50 million. I don't even know,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like when you have that kind of push, you're playing a different game than I am. It's like, I don't know what to compare it to, but in something where there's a machine behind it versus when you're doing your own thing, like, I don't know how it was for you, like on your come up, but there are kind of different ways you approach things based on your situation. So that's right. how I looked at it. And I was like, if this is what's working for me, I can drop an album, but what's the point? But for me, it's not about the advance. Cause at the end of the day, they have to make that money back before I start making any more money on top of it. Right. So if you're giving me X million amount of dollars, I just look at how much I'm making yearly and how long the contract is. You're telling me I'm not going to get paid again for X amount of years until you receive that money back. You see what I'm saying? So what's written in a contract is way more important than of how course. much that money is.
0: Yes, we were saying when we were together last time, you're we like, you know, dudes are signing deals and, you know, you buy a car and a necklace. Well, you yeah. know, say it's a million dollar deal after taxes, it's five hundred thousand dollars. Well, and then that, you take manager, lawyer, so yeah. all those fees. Then it's down to four hundred grand. What you buy, you buy a car, a chain, and, you know, take the boys out. And then you're not getting yeah. paid for how long? Years?
1: But the crazy part is all that money coming out is technically your money. So like you're paying. You have to make that. Even if you get at the end of paying this person, paying that person, get 400K, you still have to pay back the whole million. They're those people. What that happens if you don't
0: make that money back?
1: Well, that's all in the contracts. Typically, they just keep your music for however long until um, it gets paid back. So they typically own your music until it's paid back. Okay. So like, I've had contracts that say five year contract or until recruitment. Got so it. So like,
0: it's a I long time.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of hard because if you don't have anything and like you're just getting started and someone's putting this money in your face, it's so easy to take it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's just bait. Yeah. So luckily with streaming and things like that, like if Spotify wasn't around, Spotify came around 2012, I think. Was it 2012? I think it was right around 20. Because that's when I was a freshman in college. And like okay. I, I heard of Spotify, but I wasn't thinking about music wise, like putting my stuff on it. And I was just starting to make music. So I was like, oh, everyone's putting it on SoundCloud. And you know, SoundCloud was free. You weren't getting paid for the streams. Mm-hmm. Before that, artists were really just getting paid from like touring and iTunes sales and like ringtones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there ringtones was no Spotify. So funny. Yeah. So at that time, I'm sure a deal like an advance was way more exciting. Yeah. Now it's like I'm Wasn't getting as many options. Yeah, it's like now with Spotify, Apple Music streaming, and their ability to pay you monthly, you're not kind of you don't have your back against the wall as much um, that forces you to you know jump into a situation that might not be favorable. It gives the artist a lot more leverage, especially if you're streaming well. Okay. Because like now I have I have this built up and nobody can take it from me, and nobody can right. block my entrance into what I'm doing.
0: And if you do eventually want to do a deal, you have a lot more leverage going into it, because you don't yeah. need a deal.
1: That's the point. So back in the day, it was like, without a deal, you're not getting on this, you're not getting on that. Now it's like, even if I'm not getting on playlists, I've built enough of a following where I can live you know, happily yeah. and not have to do this or that. Um, whereas back then, it was different. So. It just kind of shows the importance nowadays of building like a core audience instead of just having like one hit or a TikTok hit, which, you know, they they might know 15 seconds of a song.
0: I saw you got famous, uh, super famous in India from a TikTok. What?
1: I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that was from a TikTok. Um, That was from a YouTube video. Was it a YouTube video? Is that
0: Fed Up? Is that the one?
1: Yeah. So Fed Up, there was a there's a YouTuber. His name is uh, B.U. Nick, and he's a big YouTuber in India. Um, he originally used "Fed Up" in one of his videos, and it kind of went viral from there. I gained a bunch of YouTube subscribers saying, "You know, love from India, love from India." That's
0: crazy. So shout out to them. Shout out to India, bro. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's like I'm my top to country too. Yeah, yeah, let's do a
1: trip to India. Dude, we got to do a, a tour. We've India been talking tour. about that forever. And um, my uh, "Fed Up" is actually charting on Shazam in India. Really? So it's been charting for like, uh, like two, three months. It's
0: crazy. So you get paid from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's charting on India, Nepal, um, Sri Lanka, like all these places. Do you have a lot in the Philippines? um, Philippines
0: is a super big one for me, especially on Facebook. I think like 50% of my uh, viewers are from like the Philippines.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've seen, I don't know. I have to go back and look at the numbers, but that YouTuber used it in a video, super dope video. And then from there, I think it turned into like a meme, like a YouTube meme or an Indian meme uh, background song because it has like that beat drop to it. So that's like perfect for a a meme, just the way I come in on the song. Um, But yeah, so that's how that got big. Uh, Speaking of TikTok, I had to take the song off TikTok when it had like 50,000 videos because some company claimed that they owned the song.
0: Dude, that's the worst. I've been dealing with that with our song for the past four months of one person claimed it, I got it released. Then as soon as is uh, it's released, another person claims yeah, it. Yeah,
1: bro. And that's, that's what I was telling you before. Remember when I said with the least beat, and then you buy the beat, but it was still available to the public. So this is actually my biggest dilemma right now. It's like, I make all my music copyright free. Like, FedUp has 50 million streams, and it's still copyright free. Copyright free meaning YouTube and Twitch, not like anyone can just have the copyright to my music, you know? But it's become such a problem where it's like people illegally claim it. And the way YouTube handles that is so bad that it not only hurts me, but it hurts everyone else I'm right. telling. they Because they can sp-
0: successfully illegally claim it and yeah. get money from it.
1: And the only thing I can do is appeal it for my channel.
0: And it takes like 30 or 45 days or something yep. ridiculous. So
1: that, happened, that happens like every other week, man. And it it's such a pain in the ass it's gotten to the point where it's like, I, have to, I might have to end up just monetizing all my stuff on YouTube so these people aren't just scamming. Yeah, because that's and the then, only way to beat it, right, is yeah, to,
0: you have to claim it.
1: I have to claim it, and then if people want to use it, they have to hit me, and I have to whitelist. That's waitlist. a whole
0: other process. But
1: that is the, that's a way safer process. Even though it might be a little more complicated, it's the only way it's going to work. Because if random people are claiming it, and someone wants to use a song, I... Even though it's legally my song, I can't give them permission to use it because someone else is claiming it. So if they use it, they're going to get um, right claimed or striked or whatever uh, because some random person illegally is doing it. So it's just a massive mess, and we're working on getting that fixed right now. And as much as you want to be for the creators and understanding that community, because that's where I came from, it's like at a certain point, there's just not much more yeah. you can do, you know? So with the YouTube thing, we just got to get that kind of cleaned up, and we're working on that right now, but... It's just a pain in the ass, and it's annoying. It's sad because, you know, I really wanted people to... I wasn't in able it to, to make use your money music, off, right. off YouTube. Like, it was about, you know, if you want to use a song in a video, go ahead. I see For that me, it's in your title,
0: you're putting uh, copyright free. Does yeah, that man. help you, like, get in a whole different algorithm and help you get views?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think it was more just getting annoyed with putting copyright free in the description and people commenting, is this copyright free? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to just put it in the title, <laughs> and if you still don't see it, then... That's it's funny. not copyright free, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like if you're you too dumb no. to, to use it. No. Yeah. that's funny. So that's really what it was. But yeah, man, it's just kind of it's it's annoying because now I have to go back and kind of go back on my word. But it's like my hands are tied.
0: Right. You know, where did you go to college?
1: UNC, North Carolina. Okay, nice. So I found I there. actually uh, grew up there. Okay, I the, saw that in the town. So
0: you you that's in. Um, Chapel Dur- Durham, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill.
1: Yeah. So my parents moved to Chapel Hill in 2000 um, from London.
0: Yeah. Were you born in London? or you-
1: I was born in London and um, well, actually Bishop Stortford, uh, which is a bit outside of London. Yeah. Um, and moved to Chapel Hill when I was six because uh, my father's job got relocated there. Uh, my parents are from Iraq, from Kurdistan. Um, so they kind of made the journey over to England and then we me and my brother were born there and then we all moved to uh, Chapel Hill. Um, and we had been in Chapel Hill ever since. So moving to Miami last year was my first time really leaving because I went to college in Chapel Hill. I went to dental school in Chapel Hill. That's so what I was going like, to
0: ask you about. How dental school, like that's, that's no joke.
1: Yeah. Dental school is kind of a crazy story cause it's like my parents went through all that just to get. To America. Right, because last time we were
0: together, you said that they were refugees. Essentially,
1: yeah. So that was back when Saddam Hussein was in office, and there was a lot going on, and they just kind of had to escape. You know, my grandpa on one side worked in politics, and um, my father's parents had a different story. So he, with his education and his science uh, background, got some sort of asylum program to get to uh, England, and he met my mother there. Wow um, but they were both from the same area, really? yeah, wow. so for the dental school thing, it was like they went through all this just to get get to uh the u s a to give us an opportunity to be successful, you know they essentially right. dedicated their life to that so for for me to um essentially, my whole path was all right i'm gonna go to college and i'm gonna do something science related um get a job, you know, live a pretty straightforward life and i'm sure you can relate you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of what people expect from you or what you kind of think early on right
0: especially your parents
1: yeah so then when something like this comes in your life and you have that opportunity to make that right turn it was kind of a a shock in a sense because it was like nobody in my family has ever done this it was kind of like a fear and a shock at the same time because it's like what if i do this and i fuck it up can we curse on you?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I was like, what if I do this and I fuck it up and everything like my parents wanted for me, I just kind of ruined.
0: Throw down the drain. Yeah. Not even
1: just for them, but for myself as well. So it's not like it's not like, I had nothing on the table in a sense, you know? Like right. I was doing well in school. Like I had this pretty secure future lined up. Let me go to dental school. Let dental me, school
0: four years or is it yeah, longer? Yeah, four years. Okay.
1: So I remember thinking that, but at the same time, I would I had, like, just started making money off music. And I was like, I don't want to live in regret thinking what would have happened if I chose to do music instead. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, So then I was completely set on music. It was, like, my senior year of college. I didn't apply to any schools. I didn't do anything. I was like, after uh, college, I'm just going to go work on music. I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to work on music. And my fan base, like, I had a pretty decent fan base at the time. I was probably making, like a thousand two thousand dollars a month which I mean obviously is not that much
0: but it's just the start though of being yeah. able to live off of I was like oh I passion. can
1: actually make this like a living right you know because the f- year before that it was like five hundred dollars a month and it was like thousand dollars so I was like
0: for me it was as soon as I was making like yeah two 000, three thousand I was like I can I can do yeah. like whatever I want to do at this point
1: exactly so I was like you know what I'm gonna just get up I'm gonna go to la after school and I'm gonna make this happen and I remember some doubt kind of like crept in my mind right as the end of the school year was coming up and it was like a week before applications were due and I remember I was walking to class one day and one of my friends who also was applying to dental school I didn't know at the time but he was like yeah I just applied to dental school and I was like oh yeah I'm I'm gonna take a year off my plan was give me one year like let me go to LA do music and then if it doesn't work out I'll go back to dental school. Um, And he convinced me. He's like, bro, you should just apply. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just apply to one school. And if I get in, then that's a sign that I should go. If I don't get in, then that means I should be doing the music. So I applied like within the last week, found out like a month later that I got in and I was like, well, shit, (laughs) what are you gonna (laughs) do now? So I was like, damn, I guess I'm gonna just do both. And that kind of became like when I looked at it, I was like, what makes me unique? That kind of became like my message and like kind of what I stood by. It was like, you have all these people telling you um, you have to dedicate your your whole life to one thing, which I understand. Like there's definitely different scenarios for different people, Mm -hmm. but the way I look at it is my dental school, it's not about being in school. It's about the amount of time of the day that was consumed from that thing so whether you work a job at a fast food restaurant whether you're studying whether whether you're in high school and you go to school from eight to three every day that's where i was looking at where if you want to follow something you're passionate about you don't have to drop whatever you're doing at the moment that may be paying your bills or maybe a requirement like high school or middle school or i mean nowadays artists are blowing up at what 13 14 so too young in my opinion but yeah Regardless, I'm just saying people have their time consumed by things and they're they're thinking to themselves, damn, I would love to be a painter, but I have I have to go to work every day. And when I get home, like I'm tired and I go to work tomorrow. So for me, it's like, bro, I was in class, in school, t- treating patients, doing this and that every day, and I still managed to make it work. So it's like I lost friends because people are like, why you never come out? Yeah, and I'm just like
0: I went through a face like that, too. Yeah,
1: I'm like, bro, for you, it's. Go to class, go out, do it again, graduate. This is your life. Mm -hmm. For me, this is my preseason. Like when I'm done with this, I'm going to do music. So this is where I need to be putting in the work to get to a point where I'm stable when I graduate. Because as easy as it is to just, you know, all right, I'm going to go to class and I'm going to go out. And then after dental school, this is just my life. That could have been my life, you know. I mean, I had I did all the prerequisites. I went right. to school. Like, did you like it? There were there was uh, two sides to it. I mean, the helping people side. That's always what I wanted to do. I don't want it to seem like I only did dentistry because, you know, my parents or anything like that. I really wanted to do dentistry. Like growing up, um, just because I always had a good relationship with my dentist, and I figured it would be a way where I can help people. And something there's something about when you change someone's smile, the, the way they react to it. That's different than, like, doing a surgery or something like that. It's super know? So cool. So I was trying to do, like, cosmetic dentistry. Okay. Like, where someone who might be self-conscious about their teeth come in and you wow. give them, like, veneers or something.
0: Okay, that's super cool way to look at the it. Mirror, I never thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, so
1: I did a lot of cases where, like, I would show the patient a mirror and, like, they would start crying or this and that. Wow. And that feeling is, like, inexplicable. You know right. what I'm saying?
0: That's awesome. Like that gives
1: me chills just thinking about. So that's what I'm saying, where it's, like, I really wanted to do the dentistry. It wasn't just a, like... Oh, let me impress my parents by getting this degree or doing that. It was like, no, I really wanted it. That's super so then cool. Man. For I respect that. Me, appreciate that. So then, for me to also do music, but put that whole life on pause after dental school just to do music shows, to me at least, how much I wanted to do the music as well. Because it would have been so easy to, you know, just go down that path and do right. that life. Because I just put in all the work for it, and everyone's right. like, "Why are you throwing this away?" And, and not
0: only that, it's a, it's a great high paying career as well which yeah, is obviously so. a bonus
1: yeah man i mean it's it's been a
0: it, it's been an interesting journey <laughs> miami man yeah miami my things. first podcast outside the the man cave and boy but is it crazy yeah but um i don't feel safe in here bro. yeah I right know. i feel like there's gonna be like gunshots flying through the window gone. so you were saying that there's been a lot of like uh like robberies and like shootings in, in South Beach recently, so I was actually
1: back home. I was in um North Carolina, okay. Why did I go home? I forget. For some reason I was home, but was it a long weekend or something? Memorial Day, yeah, yeah. T- uh, last weekend yeah, was yeah. Memorial so Day, so I was back home and I was just watching on the news. I was like, Whoa, I was like on Twitter shooting here, man stabbed here, man robbery here. I was like, What the hell is going on in Miami right now? But um, that's what yeah. Stephen
0: was saying before we got here. His mom called him because. He's from Fort Lauderdale. He's like, there's been, like, three shootings, like, in South Beach just last week.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I was just trying to keep up with the news, but I'm probably not the best person to ask yeah. about <laughs> what's going on down here. So
0: um, so what do you have planned for this year as far as your music goes? Um, just so continuing to do that every Friday, or are you planning, yeah, like, so you plotting actually, an album?
1: Yeah, so I'm planning to continue every Friday. I just released a song, and I'm going to take... um. Like two, three weeks off because I did like half a year already. I'm going to take some weeks That's off. That's so
0: much work. Do you ever get like burnt creatively doing that?
1: Well, it's not like the songs I'm releasing I recorded the week before.
0: Okay, so like, you always want to This ahead. week
1: I, re- I released a song from three years ago. Oh, so really? So it's like I have music Oh, for wow. it has got just, a big
0: folder of a bunch of stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, because for me it's easy because I record at my house. So it's like I can start a song and finish a song in the same night. Like, fully finish it. I don't have to send it out to be mixed or mastered or this or that. That's so nice. Um, So I can just upload it. And um, for me, the reason I decided to take a couple weeks off is because it started feeling more like a routine. And I was kind of, like, losing excitement. And that's kind of a scary path to go down. I mean, I think we talked about this last time where you said you stepped away for a bit.
0: Yeah, it's hard, man. Like, you know, once you do something for so long and it stops, like, I remember when I started, like, I was so passionate, like, about like I would wake up I'd be in the shower like like dancing like yeah. getting ready for the day like yeah I get to film today like it's gonna be a great day now and now I'm kind of like oh shit I gotta film today like after doing it for like 10 years it just be becomes more of a job so I definitely like you know it, it's different
1: yeah so for me it wasn't about making music like I still love making music and I still am making music it's not that I'm gonna take a break from making the music was just the process of every Friday releasing doing this, that. Um, it just started feeling more like a routine, and I just want, like, a bit of a refresher. And it's not even anything. Uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure.
0: A, yeah, I mean. The deadline?
1: Yeah, for me, like I was saying, I mean, I have I still have songs from, like, a whole folder that I could be releasing, but I just want to, like, clear my mind for a second, maybe just get off social media completely. Um,
0: Those creative breaks are so important. Yeah,
1: and just kind of, like, relax for a second and then come back again. Just because just I don't, if I feel myself starting to get that way, I don't want to push it too mm-hmm. far where it becomes like a long lasting thing. You it's, know it's, a, it's
0: a tough thing. Me and Steve were talking about this the other day about how, like I said, we've been doing this for so long. Uh, this year, I really made it my goal because I'm like, you know, at least in the past, I've been like a workhorse. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's a 12 hour day or, you know, like even if it's only an eight hour day, like I make sure that. Every single minute of of every day, I'm doing something productive. And if I'm sitting there, like, you know, thinking or brainstorming, it f- almost feels unproductive to me. Yeah. So I made it my goal this year to kind of just like step away from like trying to just grind and be productive and work so hard and just spend more time like thinking and like having that time like away because that can be more valuable than than you know being the workhorse. Just giving yourself that time to really. Think about, you know, what projects you want to make and how to execute them.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of the same with music because you could lock yourself in a studio and nothing comes to mind, but like, I might just be chilling or in the shower, not even thinking about music, just kind of away from everything on vacation, wherever it is. And an idea can hit me and I'd be like, oh shit, that's the next song. So it's like, it's not one of those things where I'd be like, all right, today I'm going to lock myself in for 12 hours and I'm going to make seven songs because then it's like you're forcing something that isn't really there, but that's not to say don't, don't put those reps in because you need those to, you know, obviously make what you want to make, but once it gets to a point where you're feeling like you're burned out, just step away for a little bit, couple of weeks, however long you need, obviously don't make it three years, but <laughs> <laughs> just give it like a couple of weeks and go do something outside of music that you enjoy, like I'll play tennis or I'll travel or i'll do something go see my family like a lot of these things that kind of just let me reset yep and i come back so that's really what it is so i decided i'm gonna take you know two three weeks off and then i have a song that i'm really excited about and um coming the first week of july okay so then i'll be back
0: can we get the title
1: yeah it's called locked in
0: locked in produced
1: it i actually made it like a couple weeks ago i produced that shit wrote it, recorded it all in the same uh, session. You know,
0: my, my favorite songs that, I, that you make are your, uh, your birthday songs. Yeah. The ones that you do, like 23 yeah, might 20. be my favorite. I love that one. But yeah. like, you do, you do one every year. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I might stop this year. I'm getting a little old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, it's like 40. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I was so I, I'm saying. So I'm going to stop it at 25. I think I'm going to retire that tradition. Okay. Um, how many years did you do it for? What was the first I did one? 21, 22. Okay. Cool. All the way to 25. Yeah, 25 was the first one when I moved to Miami. I did that because I moved here in like June. J- yeah, it was or cool July. how you shot that one in your condo. Yeah. It was super sick. Yeah. So
0: I saw online that you were. Uh, a drummer and some rock bands.
1: Yeah. So basically my intro to music was drums. Um, So when I moved here, my parents put me in music lessons because they didn't know like what else to do. There was no basketball. There was no soccer team. Like they didn't know about any of that stuff. We had a neighbor who was taking their kids to um, music lessons and my mom took my brother and I one day, and I started on piano. He started on guitar. And after like a couple of weeks, I switched to drums. Cause I remember I saw the drum set. I was like, that looks sick. <laughs> like, piano's cool and all, but I'm trying to do that shit. That's I'm trying funny. to hit that. So I started, and bro, that shit, I just loved it. Like, I had a drum set in my house. I'm sure my parents hated me for it, but I was playing like all day, just loud okay. as hell. But I wasn't even listening to hip-hop, bro. I was playing like ACDC. Like I would put my headphones in and listen to songs and play the drums along with it. Okay. So I was listening to like ACDC, System of a Down. Have you heard of System oh, of yeah. a Down? Um, bro, that Lonely shit. Day
0: is a great song.
1: Yeah, all that shit, bro. So um, just music like that, Chili Peppers, like um, all these bands, I would like idolize their drummers or like watch videos on the bands. And I really wanted to be a drummer at the time.
0: That's so, that that so, translates so well to hip hop yeah, though. It's crazy
1: with the cadence and rhythm and everything like that. That's why when I rap, it's almost like, especially those earlier songs, like everybody, bit, bit, a bit, did a bit, bit, like a lot of it is almost like a snare drum, uh-huh. like on the beat, you know. So it's yeah. like for me, rhythm was never an issue. Nowadays, bro, a lot of rappers can't even be on beat. No, it's I almost like
0: the thing, like to be that blue, like that blue that face, like West Coast style, where it's just completely off beat and then you come back on.
1: I ain't gonna say no names, but it's gotten to a point where I can't even listen to some of this shit because it like mentally fucks me up. At the time, yeah, I mean, when I started making music, it was like, it kind of came to me. And now everything moves to a more like melodic, um, just like everything almost sounds like one continuous take through a song almost. Like the hook is melodic, the verses are melodic. Like you have your little babies and it's fire too, you know? Like, because... Nowadays, a lot of people know the melodies instead of the words. Back then, when Eminem was around and all this, it was like bars, punchlines, you know, that kind of rap. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, it doesn't even really matter what you're saying. It's about how hard the beat is and how fire your melody is over it. So artists that were... And I'm not saying the lyrics can't be good. I'm just saying, like, it's not as important as those two things. Because when you hear a song that gets stuck in your head, it doesn't matter what the words are. Like, bro, one of the biggest songs this year was like, or whatever year, you're, you're such a fucking hoe. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's like
0: the most basic. Your
1: boyfriend is a dork. They <laughs> love it. It's like, bro, you could say anything, but like, like Juice Road, for example, bro, he had fire ass melodies. Like that's why he was such a great artist, and everyone loved him. And I mean, his lyrics are good too, but it's those melodies that stick in your head. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the sorry. That was kind of a tangent off what we started with. But oh, you're good. Started with the drums and the cadence and all that. And uh, me and my friends, like in middle school, high school, um, we were like in bands. So we would perform at birthday parties and bands and shit like that.
0: That's crazy. Um, When did you start rapping?
1: I started like the summer before I went to college.
0: Okay. So like your senior year of high school.
1: Yeah. So I started listening to hip hop with Kanye. I heard graduation in, um, what year did that come out? It was think a long of, time ago. Yeah. Well, whenever that came out, God. Holy shit!
0: They got some bass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, this window gonna break. While yeah, I for was real. Sleeping. Um, yeah. Kanye graduation came out when I was in middle school, and I heard that, and that was the first hip hop album I heard, and I was like, this shit is so fire. So from there, I just like I, I didn't stop listening to the you know Chili Peppers and all that stuff, but I just kind of started listening to more hip hop. Lil Wayne, Eminem. Lupe Fiasco. The,
0: little Wayne days were just the best, bro. Bro, I remember when Lollipop
1: came out. Oh my I was God. in middle school. That yep. shit was crazy, bro.
0: Um, He was really on top for a while. Like, no one was even bro, close to his goated. level.
1: He's goat. Throughout high school, I was listening to hip-hop music. And then at the end of high school, one of my friends got, like, a microphone. He borrowed a microphone from someone. And him and his other buddy were doing, like, joke raps. Kind of just, like, some mm-hmm. funny shit. And I, I was like, yo, let me get a verse. So I tried it, and then I kind of fell in love with it at that moment. So I went home and figured out how to plug my rock band microphone into my laptop. No way. <laughs> yeah, and I started, rock band microphone. Yeah. That's crazy. So I started uh, just getting, like, random uh, random songs. i like got find the instrumentals to them, like popular songs, and I would uh-huh. just, like, freestyle over it or say the same lyrics the artist is saying just so I can get an idea of, like, how it's structured, how it's formatted. And then from there, I just kept writing verses and doing this and that. And it was my freshman year of college. I was DJing. I, I made maybe like five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand, not, not five hundred thousand like, um, to buy the equipment, like proper equipment to uh-huh. do it. So I set it up in my dorm room. And then from there it was the challenge of, all right, how do I teach myself how to make a song like mix it, master it, do all that, you know, because I didn't have money to go to a studio. Um, so that was a whole learning process and I still have all my music like on one iTunes playlist So I'll go back and listen to that song. I'm like that first song I'm telling you about in my Mm -hmm. dorm room. I'll go listen to that and be like, holy shit, bro Like you came a long fucking way. So anytime i'm like down or like bro I suck (laughs) like you know, sometimes you just feel like that It's just like someday you just wake up. You're like, bro, i'm just not good at this And then it's like bro go listen to all the shit you made and go look at where you started and obviously It's going to take time to get there. But once you get through those years of grinding, which you did as well, it's like you can look back and be like, damn, I came a long way. And that's a good feeling.
0: Yeah, it's a great feeling.
1: So that was kind of how it was for me. And now, even now, like sometimes I get in the studio and I'll try something and it just sounds bad. And I'm like, damn, maybe I just can't make music anymore. And it's like, "Go, bro, go listen to the song you made three days ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is a mental thing too.
0: It's a mental battle. I think anything creative is like a major mental battle because i'm the same way like even like yesterday when i was filming i'm like oh my god i'm too old for this i'm trash like all everything you're saying then i watch videos like the one that we did this year or like other videos that i've done this year i'm like okay i i'm getting better i'm improving uh it's just i'm changing the way that i do things you know like a lot of what i used to do would be like picking up girls which i can't do now because i'm married obviously Mm. Um, or just like, you know, I don't really film on college campuses anymore. Cause I don't really fit in cause I'm, I'm a dad. Yeah, you, <laughs> you delegated know, so. all that to, to Steven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so things are definitely changing, but it's, uh, you know, it's changing for the better. And I look back on all my old stuff and it's just like, wow, you know, yeah. definitely have come a long way. So it's, it's cool to see the progress behind that. What, what, what was the first like big song that you had where you really like, uh, you know, you thought that this might be a career for you? That's a good question. Was it like one thing or was it kind of just like so a bunch it depends of
1: because of like, there's two ways to look at it it could be one song that like paid me the most or like kind of lifted my career of or it could be one song when i heard it i was like damn i'm really good at this like this is my career you know my me hear both so the, the first one the song that really like put me on the map i think was well i mean there, it was Well, never mean, like a boom. a you know what i'm saying right. it was like a gradual come okay. up but the first
0: which is much better in my opinion because the fact you you can fall just as fast as you rise For so sure. more gradual it's like is your stock chart better. bro exactly that shit goes like this it's gonna come exactly. right exactly
1: might be a little higher than you were before but it's i think it's gonna i come think slow down.
0: growth is 1000 times better than just
1: yeah so as far as like my biggest song it was fed up and i knew when i recorded that shit i was like bro this is a smash like There wasn't even a hook, but I was just like the energy, like you can put that song, go to like a 300, you know, the movie 300, search like 300 battle scene, put that shit on mute and play fed up in the background and you'll realize like how hard that shit hits. Okay. So when I recorded that, uh, I knew that was a hit before that, like in college and shit, I had this song called summertime. It was the first song for my, uh, mixtape. That's not even out. I don't think it's even on SoundCloud or anything anymore, but that shit was a vibe. So I was like, dude, this is dope. Because then that was when I could show people and they'd be like, oh, this is actually good. You know, like when you mm-hmm. tell someone like, oh, I'm a rapper and then you show them something and it's like most people are going to act either one, they're going to laugh at you Two, if it's someone that's cool, they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when I show them that, they'd be like, oh, this shit's actually fire. Like you can kind of tell when yeah, they're, like when they're being off genuine. Guard. Yeah. So when that came, when I made that, I was like, oh, yeah, like. I can have that effect on people. But I mean, after that, it went like, you know, I might have dropped down a bit. I might have made some songs that didn't hit. I might have tried some different styles. Like, you know, you hear Drake always talking about love songs and shit back in the day. I tried a love song. It probably didn't hit. You know what I'm saying? But um, now it's like every song I make becomes like my new favorite song, which is a weird feeling. That's important. Yeah. But then people are like, do you listen to your own music? And the answer is no. Because by the time the song comes out, I've probably heard it 700 times. Mm-hmm. So it's like I lose interest in the song before it's even out. Yeah. So that's why when a song comes out, it's almost like boring at that point. Because I right. heard it. Like I said, this past week, I released a song from three years ago. I didn't even want to hear it when it came mm-hmm. out. Because I'm like, bro, I've been listening to this for so long.
0: I think the rappers that listen to their own music are fucking psychopaths.
1: Well, I think it's two things. Because I mix my music and master, I have to hit play and stop so many damn times just mm-hmm. to figure out like this needs a little more EQ over here. And, and then you needs-
0: just you just hate it. You yeah, so it.
1: usually I'll I'll record a song. I've probably heard it seventy times I would say by the time I'm done recording yeah. it. Just maybe not the whole song, but like portions of it, like the verse. And then what I do is I sleep. I wake up the next day and I play that shit. And if if I fuck with it the next day, then I know it's a good song. Okay. Yes, that's typically my process. I think a lot of artists that listen to their music aren't doing the mixing and mastering, so they'll go in the the booth, they'll record their shit, they'll go outside and smoke a blunt, the song is done, and then it's their first time hearing it when they play in the car. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like it's fresh to them. Um, But for me, it's different because I'm so hands-on with it, and it's just like... At a certain point, bro, you can't hear a song too many times or right. <laughs> it's any song. Like I could listen to whatever's the number one song on the charts right now. If I hear it 500 times, I'm not gonna want to oh, listen to it. Absolutely not.
0: That's like the I just did the uh, the return of Ernie. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, so I saw I did the yeah. the rap, but yeah, I hated it leaving the studio. I'm like, oh this is trash, it sucks. And then uh Grayson took it from there and edited everything. And I hadn't heard the song in three weeks, and then I hear it and In the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this because I remember leaving the studio like, oh, this sucks. And I remember leaving the studio thinking, "Okay, I'm going to have to go back to the studio in Arizona and fix like 10 different things. And then after not hearing it for three weeks, I watch it. I'm like, oh, that's great. Upload it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's that's one good thing about being in a studio. Like sometimes at home, I'd be like, damn, I got to change this. I change it. Then the next day, I'm like, damn, I got to change it back. I change it. So I spend, like, damn near three hours just going doing back and useless forth. shit yeah. that nobody's even going to realize. Yeah, you know absolutely what I'm nobody.
0: But you will realize, so, so.
1: Yeah, so until I get it right for myself, then I won't be satisfied. Because if it's out and every time I hear it, I hear that small thing, I'm like, bro, why didn't I just fix that before I put is, it It's a
0: blessing and a curse to be like that because... Yes, you waste, you know, three hours here. You know, if you're doing a song every week and you're wasting three hours every week, it definitely adds up. But it's more so like a good habit to perfect your craft. Yeah. So wh- while you might be wasting time, um, in the long run, I think, you know, it, it's a good thing to, yeah. to be able to like perfect your craft and have such high standards for yourself because eventually, you know, All those little things that you did will add up to be big things. Yeah,
1: And the thing about music is like perfection is such a weird term because who determines what is perfect, you know? True. So at the end of the day, it's what you feel about what you're creating. Mm
0: -hmm. So like
1: if I think something is too loud, the industry standard might tell me that this should be at this level. Like who is to tell me what my song is perfect, you know? It's how I want to hear it. So that's why, you know, you might wake up one day and you want something one way and you might wake up another day and want something a different way. So that's where it gets like confusing. But I've gotten a lot better at just when I'm done with something, I'll put it away and like I'm satisfied with it and I'll just leave it. Like, obviously, it's not something like a major error or something that I haven't fixed. It's like the smallest little details that once I come to terms with, I've gotten a lot better at coming to terms with it. That's what that's what I'll say. Um, but, yeah, these are all, like, the smallest complaints. Like, I live a great life as far yeah. as, like, I can make music in my room and I'm sitting here complaining about, damn, I'm wasting time on something being too perfect, you know? But it's just more for anyone listening that makes music that might be experiencing these similar things. It's like you're not the only person that feels that way. Absolutely. Because you know? sometimes, like, especially when you're coming up, you look at these big artists and you assume that, oh, they they might not, they probably don't go through this. Like, this is just me going through it because I'm not good enough, you know? Yeah, But you don't realize that pretty much every artist goes through all this shit they've It's just part of the game.
0: Right. What What is something that you would say to people or someone that might be listening that wants to be a musician or be in music? Like, what is, like, a good piece of advice that you would give them that you've learned through your journey?
1: Um, the two things I would say are don't give up too early and... Um, don't expect too much too early. Those are the two things. because, And actually, I'll give you a third. Don't compare yourself to anyone else.
0: That's important.
1: Because you might be like, oh, this other dude got popping in two years. I've been doing this for three years. Why am I not popping yet? You might not be ready to be popping. You, know, you don't want to blow up at a time where you're not good enough. And good enough is subjective because you might feel like you're good enough. But I promise you, when you create for another three years and look back, You can be like, damn, I'm glad I didn't blow up then because that music wasn't at the quality I wanted it to be at. Right. see a lot of artists blow up off music that kind of got lucky in a sense. Like they hadn't put in enough hours to fully understand their craft and the song blows up and then they're kind of stuck and the album comes and people are like, this album is trash, this rapper fell off. And once the internet turns against you like that, bro, it's hard to recover. Yeah, very very hard hard to recover so luckily i'm not in that space of like the big blogs talking about me or like academics posting like is this a flop or is this a dub mm-hmm. like shit like that because it can really fuck your career up yeah because i mean you see it happen to artists all the time once the narrative is you fell off it's almost i mean it you got to come with some crazy shit that's like undeniably hot or i don't know what the solution is because it's like you how do you prove everyone wrong at that point? Yeah. People love just saying, once it becomes the norm to say you fell off, people are just going to say it regardless. Well once
0: you're at the top, people want to see you fall too, you know?
1: Yeah, but nowadays, I mean, you look at Drake, people always are going to compare him or look at LeBron, people are always going to compare him. But now it's like even the artists coming up, academics might post your sales and say this artist sold 10K first week. And people are gonna be like, Oh, this dude fell off. And it's like, bro, he's just getting started, but you guys just (laughs) you guys pretty much just put like a stop sign on his career because now everyone's gonna be like, Damn, he fell off. Remember when he went triple cardboard or whatever the jokes are they make? And that shit's funny, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Like I'll be reading the (laughs) comments, cracking up, but it's just sad that like I don't know, man. It's a it's a tricky industry. Yeah. Like there's no one path, you know.
0: Right. I mean, I look at myself like back when I first started YouTube and I thank God that I didn't get you know, popping right away, like it took me a long time. Cause I'm like, not even just like the, you know, was my craft not ready, but my life experience wasn't there. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, all the things that I was doing, I learned so much by the time I had really, you know, got my videos to the point where they were getting millions of views, every single video, you know, before that, when I was starting, I was 18, 19 years old. I was just a stupid kid. I'm like, I would have completely fucked everything up. And it's important (laughs) you bring that
1: up. Yeah. Because we were just talking about how young these artists are blowing up these days. Yeah. Imagine you're 16 years old and you get $5 million. Like, bro. It's going to go quick. Not even that, but think about how much, one, it could take you away from your craft. Like, you might think you made it. Not True. realizing that's not the end goal. Right. You know? And then when that money's gone, you're like, damn, I just wasted all this time. You see artists all the time that blew up too young. Talk about that.
0: And get comfortable. That's another thing, yeah. is getting too comfortable.
1: So that, or um, you just do stupid shit that gets you in the wrong places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm kind of, when I talk about don't expect too much too early, I'm glad it took this long for me to blow up. It's been like 10 years. Because now I'm much like more mature than i was back Mm -hmm. then if you gave me this the money that i have now when i was how old was i I started 16 bro (laughs) i would i would have done the stupidest shit and i mean it's like nowadays the internet just wants to judge everyone and like you know be hard on everyone oh he did this he did that and it's like bro they're 16 they're 17 like what were you doing when you were 16 and 17 you know and not to mention when you were that age you didn't have all this money and access to right. all this shit where it's so easy to do all this bullshit. And then you got, you got to be hard on them for that and it's just like yeah man it's it's tough.
0: Um how do you decide which which uh songs you do a music video for? Is it just mainly like your favorite songs and like what's that process like?
1: Um trying to think what the last yeah so typically like The last few I've I've filmed were just before release thinking, all right, this is a good song. I like this song. I want to shoot a video for it. Like the one I'm telling you about coming in July,
0: Uh
1: I already know I want to shoot a video for it. The other way is if you see a song getting traction, you should shoot a video for it. Like Fed Up, when that started gaining traction, it took a while. So you didn't
0: even have a video... When no. it started gaining traction, you shot it afterwards. Yeah,
1: it took a while for me. And I need to get better. I need to get better with music videos. Yeah, I think they're
0: super important. I think that's how Mac blew up actually. He did like a yeah. video for every song.
1: So there's kind of like a I look at it two ways now. It's almost like a dilemma for me. It's like you could spend fifty thousand on a video that looks amazing, but it only gets a hundred thousand views. Right. So that's the part I don't wanna get caught into, you know. I still want my videos to be good quality, but it's like sometimes that money could be better spent in other places you know
0: yeah um, smart. and
1: that kind of goes back to the whole independent versus label thing when you're with a label a lot of the times they give you a budget just for um marketing expenses and things so they don't give you the money they just kind of like hold it for you and they're like are right, you have to spend this much on marketing so i don't know if music videos are included in that or you know prom- social media promotion so in that case, it's easier to spend fifty thousand on a video if you have to. A lot of these big videos you see, bro, are anywhere from a hundred thousand, uh, hundred fifty thousand to two hundred thousand. I mean, they are a lot of crazy. money crazy. And don't even get me started on the Cardi B videos and those, you know, like the big production ones. Like that's a whole different level. But you saw what we did with the Yachts and Thoughts yeah. video. I mean, like, that was a for me. I see that as a as a up to standard quality level for a video. I don't need to be fucking CGI jumping off the right Statue of Liberty. Yeah, it's insane. Video, you know what I'm saying? And even
0: the one that we did, like you know, it's easily like six. about the yacht? Seven grand? Yeah. Yachts and thoughts. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, saying. yeah, yeah. two thousand for the yacht, the models, another yeah, you yeah. know fifteen hundred or whatever. Like it's it's cr- it's all the little stuff that adds up. They don't think about you yeah. know the, even from the the drinks to the traveling expenses to. All of that stuff, you know, it, it adds up quick. I'm talking about it more from the camera
1: work perspective. Like the way it was shot and edited, I uh-huh. think is up to standard yeah, I agree. a good music video. I agree. It doesn't have to be something crazy. And a yeah, lot of compared the
0: times, to a $150,000 budget, you almost wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's what
1: I'm saying. So that was kind of where my dilemma was, where I need to get better at shooting more music videos. But sometimes when you think you might need to spend more money on a video, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm not saying don't be cheap with it. I'm just saying you don't need a $50,000 music video to blow up.
0: Right. Well, hell, you already, you know, do everything. You can just learn to shoot your own at this Bro, point. Bro, I edit my videos. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Well, no way. So
1: I have a friend, a, g- a good videographer, and he'll, um, like, the last two videos I released, Menace and Stronger, I f- he f- uh, I flew him to Miami. He stayed at my place, and we just filmed for, like, two days and um after we filmed we'd go straight back to my condo i'd plug the sd card in pull up the files open up final cut and i'll be you know like cutting it doing it how i want it because i know the song better so I, I have a vision for it and then after i do that he'll go in and you know color color uh, color code it color code it and do all the you know closing steps and make it look good and then export it and that's the Damn. video so I that's really crazy. am like, bro, I don't you're, know what you're, it is. You're
0: a record label.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is about me, but like if my name is on it, I want to make sure I'm doing it how I want to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's smart. And a
1: lot of, I think a lot of it is just trust issues from in the past working with people that I thought were going to do something right and it turns out not going that way. Or the process is just takes way too long for me. Like it shouldn't take a month to get a music video back to me right because you only spend it two days out of that month yeah at that point
0: know? it's like you're you're not even excited about it
1: yeah and it's just like bro and then you get it back and it's like damn can you change that and it's like all right it's gonna be another yeah, week to change go that. go through like
0: three rounds of that yeah, also I'm like
1: bro if you're gonna do this and i'm paying you for it be professional and do it right you know i mean i've right. had good experiences out here i'm just saying it got it got to the point where i was happier just doing it myself but Obviously, like, people are better than me at it. So, like, if there's a song that I think really needs a big video with some crazy shit in it, I might hit up a videographer here that I know that can do dope videos and, you know, just go through that process of waiting X amount of time for it. But, yeah, man, I mean, being hands-on is always good.
0: Yeah, more work, but it's good. If you could collab with uh, any artist right now, who would it be? Drizzy. Yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's Probably. probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Everything that guy touches is just.
1: If it wasn't Drake though, um, I'll probably say J Cole because he's from North Carolina too. Okay.
0: Yeah. You uh, have you ran into like uh, a lot of big artists in your journey?
1: Um, not really. The other day I was sitting like near Lil Pump at the at the heat. I game. saw that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, you say what's up
0: to him, or you just? Nah. Uh,
1: he walked like. You know, when you walk past people to get to your seat, like uh-huh. you're walking in the aisle and you're kind of like going sideways yeah. through it, like he came through by me. That's so funny. And I was about to say nothing to him yeah. because I hate being a guy that's like, yo, like Hi. recognize me. I'm, a, I'm an artist yeah, too. Like, yeah. yo, can you check my shit out? You know, I don't do that kind of shit. Right. And it's like, I've gotten to the point where I don't have to do that shit. So like back in the day, like when I was really trying to get on, I wouldn't be, I have. A, do you know who John Bellion is?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love John Bellion.
1: There's a video on YouTube of me rapping for him outside of show. Because he, really? he came to my college town, and I was supposed to open for him. And then I got an email saying, like, "Uh, sorry, we already have openers, or something happened. So then I tried to get a ticket to the show, and it sold out. So I just went anyways, and I talked to the guy at the door, like his um, manager or tour manager or whatever. I was like, yo, I was supposed to open, and it fell through, and now the show is sold out. Like, is there any way you can get me in? And he put me on the guest list. So after the show... John Bellion was doing a meet and greet outside, just like just saying not what's charging up to the fans, it, just like waiting on the That's street. Super and like, cool. the, Yeah, so super dope at him. So I get up there and I basically told him the same thing, and he was like, "Oh, you rap?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Spit something, bro." I was first of all, I was kind of sick, so like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to rap, but like I, I had like I was stuffed up. And then, bro, I rapped for so long, I think he started getting pissed off. He's like, all right, just give me four bars, four bars. (laughs) And he's, like, counting it down. And I'm just, like, rapping my ass off the whole time. That's so funny. Yeah, so I think uh, it was just a dope experience. But, like, nowadays, I wouldn't do that shit. Did you ever go on tour? No, bro, I was supposed to, but I was in school. Oh. The whole thing was I was going to graduate school and then go on tour because... That's like the thing I want to do the most right now, just get on the road. Yeah. So now I'm working on Now that COVID's done, up. you can
0: finally yeah. start setting something up. Everything's yeah. kind of going back to normal. So that's
1: been the only bummer, but that's going to be the best part because I haven't gotten to experience that yet. Yeah, like that, finally meeting people that know the words to my songs uh-huh. and like singing that shit and doing meet and greets and people telling me, you know, how much the song means to them or shit like that. It gives you that extra inspiration to keep doing it. And I've been around you where fucking eight people will hop out of a caravan and be like, yo, dogs, <laughs> big dogs, let me get a picture. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's just a different kind of inspiration when real people say that yeah. shit face-to-face instead of, like, on a comment.
0: Absolutely, man. So, now that'll be super exciting. you have to come to Arizona and let Ernie open for you. For sure,
1: bro. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm trying to think we're I'm trying to go to Europe first.
0: Okay, that'd yeah, be big. a lot
1: of artists do that to kind of, like, Things yeah, out, they have
0: di- like pretty diehard fans there, I feel yeah. like, too.
1: Yeah, that's that's why a lot of artists go there and you can kind of like feel things out, see how everything is. Then you tour to the US after, but oh. we're gonna have to figure oh, out how we'll to set it up. Yeah, we'll set it, it up. Out how to organize we
0: got it, show. we got a to tour, uh, India, dude. I'm gonna be the tour bus driver, I'm gonna so be the, be the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tour manager, the technician, Yeah, bro. everything. The Sound bus guy. breaks down, you're fixing it. I'll be
1: the DJ, too, bro. I'll <laughs> walk up to the laptop during the set, hit the play button, come back and rap. You know, that's so funny. That's how we'll do it, but. Where can the
0: people find you? You
1: can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, whatever music platform you use. Uh, Just search Bazanji, B-A-Z-A-N-J-I. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. That's pretty much it.
0: Awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. See how the
1: the light turned out? See how the light turned out right now? Perfect timing. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow
0: hey man thank you so much it's for coming great. on the show hey, thanks for having me bro appreciate <laughs> always it always a pleasure yep wish you the most success um, thank you guys so much for watching the Man K podcast now streaming on Spotify Apple Music Audible all the platforms uh, make sure you guys download and you can subscribe on Spotify so yes sir make sure you guys do that as well and we'll see you next time peace, peace.